Hello there, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 142. Holy cow, that's a lot of episodes. Yes, you're, you're narrow, narrowing in on the Pokemon number of 151. Oh, don't you mean the Splatoon 3 collectible card game number of 150, <laughs> though? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> There's a collectible card game for Splatoon. We'll find out about it in the news. Because right. somehow it didn't get written up in Game Informer's write-up of the direct. Oh. Anyways, we're recording on Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris, at VG Occasion. And today I am joined by the illustrative i don't even know that's probably not a good adjective it is now (laughs) james the lord of blp entertainment james what's up man um um i'm i'm good i i feel like i don't know it and maybe it's just like this week but i feel like the news has been so lack almost lackluster for me at least me for me in gaming news that it just nothing has really stuck in my brain as anything significant in gaming and yet the more i read like articles i was like yeah i guess this is significant yeah i guess this is significant but for some reason i walk away going now what happened in gaming at all this last week i don't know i can't evo. i'm just evo is what happened i, I know <laughs> But my brain has just not been absorbing any any real news this week. I don't know. Sure. I have a, I'm going to call a shot here. Yeah. <laughs> Evo 2023 super punch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grand finals. Shotty. The, <laughs> the problem the problem with that would be that I feel no matter how good you are with the boss characters, Little Mac is still going to destroy. <laughs> Never underestimate Little Mac unless it's Smash Bros. Oh, let's jump into the lowdown so that we can actually give people context for all of our jokes and banter. <laughs> if you want to be a part of the conversation or have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us on Twitter at the M or Let's try that again. At MM Gamers Podcast. If you don't use Twitter because you're a sane person who's left social media in the past, like should be, you can reach us via email. Podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. That's our website. Go check it out. Or don't. <laughs> you can sign up for our hopefully soon to be resuscitated. 12 issue back issue newsletter mostly normal monthly at mngamers.substack.com where you can read all of our back issues and you can also reach us with a voicemail of a review or a comment that you want to share on the show or even text google voice or text it yeah 507-291-2991 before we jump into what we're playing, I see a mason jar with some ice cubes and a coffee-colored beverage in it. What are we drinking, Will? Uh, it is coffee. It's cold brew. Um, with <laughs> So there's a thing called a shaft. Do you know what the shaft is? 
Oh, is it the um? Isn't it like a supernatural sweetener that's supposed to be good for you? No, 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 no. It's this is definitely you're definitely thinking something else. Uh, You might be thinking of something actual, uh, like named the shaft, but a shaft is like something really popular, at least in my area, where it is a shot and it is one. It's a it's a shot, but it's one ounce uh, vodka, one ounce Bailey's, one ounce Kahlua, and then one ounce of cold brew coffee. And I said, you know what? That sounds delicious that I just want to drink. So I forego the one ounce of coffee and then just fill the thing to the brim. So it is a shaft drink, not a shaft shot. Mm. And uh, there's shaft bevy. Yeah, it is delicious. Let me tell you. I just had a smoothie sour. Oh, because I am back to drinking i've given up drinking sort of for like a month and a half and um it's called super squish or something like that oh (laughs) it's the kind of beer where they have you roll it on its side to distribute the particulate throughout it so that it goes down better yeah it's it's like a coconut smoothie sour or something anyways with that, I gotta know how how's Fallout Two going? What have you been playing, James? I see Fallout Two on the list. Yeah, how's I only put Fallout Two. I I've been playing Fallout Two on my stream, which is uh, kind of entertaining because I I'm treating it more as like like Fallout One and Fallout Two as like kind of an educated like tutorial through the game. Because I've I've grew up playing these games. I've I love Fallout mm-hmm. One. I love Fallout Two. Um, I got Fallout One when I was way too young, like literally way <laughs> way too young. I remember watching one of the character deaths where their arm and half of their torso gets blown off, and going like looking around the computer room to see if my parents were watching me play this game, and uh, being like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i fell in love with it like i don't know it was my first kind of like major rpg and uh these games are isometric crpgs where mm-hmm. you play a character in a fallout world that everybody is now very familiar with and uh right. thinks... Every, everyone knows that now yeah <laughs> which is funny because at the time i say i, I love fallout and people are like i don't know what you're talking about like is it is it like goldeneye and i was like no 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 it's like Fallout. it's so cool um but yeah no it it was it was great I, and the so i'm playing through them on my stream and i'm kind of like trying to remember like all of like all of the sort of like dialogue options and paths and and kind of like take the the my viewers through what a typical person would do if they're playing Mm -hmm. through without knowing like, oh, I'm just going to go straight down here, collect this item, run straight up here. I did it once. I was like, okay, we're because I let them pick my build and uh, I'm going like with Fallout 2, I'm going only unarmed, which is a challenge, but it can be done. And uh, for it, like to balance out my stats, I had to like, I was like, all right, I'm going to cheat a little bit and run down here just to give me a stat boost so I can get a specific trait at a certain level and 
and whatnot. But I've been I'm, I'm loving it. I love like just like, systematically going through each area and trying to complete the list. Um, just doing like my pseudo 100% run of Fallout 2 with only punchers, only slappers, as Goldeneye references return there. <laughs> I don't know what is with me today, but apparently only old games are on my mind. But yeah, and you're the... slap happy. <laughs> yeah, slap happy. Yeah, so I love Fallout 2. If anybody wants to talk to me about Fallout 2, I can talk for hours about both that game and the and the first game. So, um, yeah, I've been having fun. We're about uh, three. Uh, I don't know. No, we're about almost halfway through. Okay. So it's it's been going good. As a person who played and loved Fallout 3 and 4, hasn't played Vegas, New Vegas, and hasn't, like, I know of the isometric RPGs, but really didn't dabble in them. How well did Bethesda adapt that setting in Poorly. 3 and then in, in 4? <laughs> so, in 3, I played 3. I enjoyed it. Like, there's, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't scoff at, like, I've, I think a lot of people take it out of context when I say th three is a terrible Fallout game. Um, it's not really a terrible Fallout game. It's a really good game. It's just a really bad Fallout. And I say this because ev all of the writing just feels like fan fiction, if that makes mm. sense. Like coming in from Fallout 1 and 2, and then you come into 3, the writing just feels off. And then a lot of the characters, like the the world and the lore, it feels like they've tried to be like, um, okay, we're just going to make it up all over here. It's uh, completely separate from the other games because we want to do our own thing, which is fine. Like, totally get it. Uh, but then they keep like adding in all of these characters from like the older games that feel like really out of place and not mixed match, like. I made a joke in an old YouTube video I made. It's like, they're like, oh, hey, like, look, we're Fallout. We got in the old Fallouts, you had a dog named Dogmeat. So, uh, hey, we got a dog named Dogmeat. So let's see that. Like, it's perfect. Fallout. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then, like, they, 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 they made, they made, hey, I get that reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dogmeat. So Dogmeat was probably one of the most popular, like, like, fan loved NPCs from the very first Fallout game and Dog Meets Inspiration actually came from an old film called I think it was like A Boy and His Dog which is an apocalyptic uh, world where with a boy and his dog and then is that, that where A Boy and His Blob comes from too <laughs> I don't think so but it does I think the naming the naming film. convention is definitely a reference uh, it's got sure, that, that's my assumption yeah. yeah, 1975. Yeah, so check it out if you're interested in that. But also, Dogmeat is like also inspired by the Mad Max series with uh, um, with uh, Road Warrior being the sequel, like the actual good Mad Max movie. <laughs> the first one wasn't wasn't great, but uh, that's the one with like the uh, where Mel Gibson's character has. I guess his name is Max has the dog as a, a companion. And so dog meat has been uh, dog NPCs have been prevalent throughout the series uh, from the first one. And then the second one, you can find dog meat 
in a very special kind of like secret encounter. Um, but in the main game, I think there are three other dog companions you can get. And uh, it's just a better game. Fallout 2 is just a much better game um, than the first one. It's just taken all of its systems and upgraded it. Your NPCs level up. Your um, The world around it is just more dense and in-depth. There's still a lot of flaws. It's a CRPG from the 90s, and uh, they weren't allowed to really make a lot of updates to it. Um, mm. So there's a lot of stuff that has been since modded. Unofficial mods have made the like completed a bunch of storyline stuff that got cut or um, fixed a bunch of like odd bugs that occur. There's like just weird checks that the game will do and and it miss messes up stuff. And it's it's weird, but like I'm trying to point out these things because I'm playing an unmodded version. I started with a modded version, but uh, for mm -hmm. some reason, my computer was not having it. So I had to. <laughs> Not use so I uninstalled the original because I have the game disc, the or original game disc, and I had to, I just installed a Steam version of the game, and I've been playing it that way, and it's been working fine, uh, with a few crashes on stream, but it's been working fine. But yeah, Fallout, Fallout Three, is a good game, bad Fallout, but if you want to play that Fallout One and Two experience in like that Bethesda 3D world, I strongly recommend you go back and play New Vegas. New Vegas has the writing of one and two because it was actually created by Black, or is not, sorry, Obsidian Games, who mm -hmm. was created from the defunct uh, Black Isle games that made the first two games. Uh, basically, Interplay um, was uh, doing a lot of shady business back in the 90s and went bankrupt and so they canceled um several games including a uh, uh i believe it was a Baldur's gate 3 and fallout 3 that uh black isle games was working on mm. and mo the i believe the Baldur's gate 3 was 90 percent done like it was pretty much complete and the uh the Fallout 3 had a the the writing was mostly done. It was just uh, they've only had a coded and playable demo. Uh, so they didn't have it all 100% there. But apparently the demo has been out and people have been pl have played around with it. it I believe Ooh. the code name was Van Buren for Fallout 3. And then I remember watching the like the clips and the news for that when I was a kid in high school, eagerly awaiting for it to come out and it got canceled and they got defunct and then it got bought up by Bethesda and I got to watch a new Fallout 3 get made. So anyway, like I said, you, you give me the you give me a bone to talk about Fallout. I will go on. Um, I still can, but I'll let <laughs> I'll pass it back to you. No, for sure. I um, honestly, uh, the two things while you've been talking, I've been trying to see if I can get because you would assume Fallout Two would be on Game Pass because I believe of the it Bethesda is. Deal. I believe it is. Um, but the <laughs> Xbox app on my computer is giving me a huge, huge headache. Um, I'm. <laughs> I looked up 
a boy and his dog the movie and just like clicked through to the imdb page and it started auto playing the trailer with it on mute oh no the tagline of the movie is i gotta hear it an r-rated rather kinky tale of survival so this is getting what? added to my my must watch list. I I got um, a I, that's I don't, that's on my must watch list now because I'll admit I've never actually watched the movie. I've seen the Mad Max movies, but I, I actually oh, maybe I, maybe I don't want to watch this. This is wretched. I'm sorry. I um storyline uh our or er, it's a, the Google like snip out right underneath the imdb link at the top our protagonists are a wandering teenage misogynist and his super intelligent telepathic dog the later helps the former to locate potential rape victims what what oh my god that. that is horrific please tell me the character dies at the end and it's like a a character uh, study rather than anything else because that that's horrifying what is the I, what is the review scores of this movie it's got like a 6.4 out of 10 on imdb um, um, roger ebert reviewed it back in the day two yeah. and a half stars <laughs> i don't know maybe it's maybe it's worth watching just as a uh not worth paying for, but worth watching as a, uh, I don't know, study. What I mean, the hell? That sounds horrific. Yeah. It's set in 2024, so we can just, you know. Uh, Wait for it to occur. Yeah, the, <laughs> the poster has uh, a tagline also of a future you'll probably live to see. Anyways, that sounds horrifying. I'm not. Super in love with that. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> speaking of horrifying, I cannot beat the final boss of Elden Ring. And yeah. I'm kind of being too stubborn to summon. Doesn't summoning limit my ability to use spirit ashes? Yes, you can't use the spirit ashes if you summon. However, in lieu of spirit ashes, you get another player. <laughs> so Sure. You got to understand, I'm using the black knife teach. Yeah. All the yeah. way leveled up. And my nice. man will just drain a health bar. Yeah. So it, it's hard to give that up. No, I totally get it. I totally get and it. But here's here's my uh, my uh, kind of counter to that. Other players also have bleed and shit, which is huge but as well. But you can't bleed the final boss. The final, know, final boss is immune to status effects. This and is my immu- whispering and, on a and, podcast voice. <laughs> And the final, final boss is also super resistant to pretty much all magic. So. Yeah. So what I did is I've I've gone in and leveled up my Uchi Gatana more and just have it specced as a pure dexterity keen Uchi Gatana to do pure physical damage. There you Um, go. So the next time I make a run on it, I will try that. And then I just would like to see an ending of it. The podcast that I'm listening along to um, is going to go all no holds barred on spoilers after the episode that came out this last week. And so I just kind of want to have had my ending before they spoil anything. 
yeah, major. Yeah. Um, and so part of me just wants to summon, but I, I just feel like my character is kind of not very tanky. And so like, I still have to be on my game if I'm summoning, like it's not oh, yeah. a free walk in the park. And no. like, I don't know. I, it was one of those things where like, I made it to the, it, it's a final boss from a FromSoft game. So of course there's multiple forms. I made it to the second form, my first go through. Yeah. And then like, actually started learning how to fight the the first form of the boss that, because that was it was not a consistent way to get there that's a pretty similar situation with me i got to the first like we just breezed through the first form and we got to the second stage of like the boss fight and uh and yeah we we got a I don't know, got about half health. I, like I thought where it was like, this. I was like, this is, this is actually not going to be too bad. Like we're going to kick its ass and then proceeded to get just absolutely stomped by the first form for the next like 10 times. So. And like, it's, <laughs> I don't feel like my armor really makes that much difference. So I spec light armor cause they just buffed light armor. At the end of the day, yeah, the armor is super minor. Check your... The, the big thing for me, I always would, like, misunderstand or, like, like make a mistake of is I would put on too many, like, take significant... Like, nerf my defense um, items. And oh, I don't have any of those. Okay. So just I'm as just... long as your, your damage resistance is, like, above 10... You should be fine for most things, right? Because you just, if you're say, sitting in the negatives or, or close to, it's a, it's going to be a bad day for you. And other than that, yeah, just the armor really does nothing. Like what is, at the end of the day, this small amount of damage that it is going to protect from, you're looking at um, maybe like a tenth of a hit that you would normally take. And right. like, Maybe that's going to work out for you in like some ridiculous like scenario. But more often than not, if the boss is going to kill you in three hits, it's still going to kill you in three hits with, um, I don't know, like say like the heaviest, the strongest medium armor or, you know, do you kind of see where I'm right, right. coming from? Like it's yeah, the, the armor is it's almost bloodborne rules where. I guess you didn't play Bloodborne. What am I? Well, I <laughs> played a, a, a little bit. bit. Okay. Yeah, so in I Bloodborne, through... it's mostly it's the armor is mostly wear what you think looks cool because it really is. So dress play. up as Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Dress up as Ronnie. Or uh for me it's always the great helm. I absolutely love a bucket helm in any fantasy RPG. Uh give me a bucket helm, I'll put that sucker on. So I... fun fact about fighting the the last boss though i summoned my yeah. buddy so i've been summoning my buddy to fight the last boss or no we were going back and forth and he summoned me and uh we lost and whatnot but he went and summoned me now we have a password on so we're only popping up and uh he mentions he's like all right so this time around we're gonna do this or whatnot and blah 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 and i'm waiting to get summoned i'm waiting to get summoned and he's like He's like, whoa, like, he's like, I can't believe you missed you. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, what's going on? He's like, I can't believe the boss missed you. And I said, I, you haven't summoned me yet. And he says, yeah, yes, you're right here with me. So apparently 
somebody had the exact same password as us. He summoned this person with the exact same password as us. He was wearing pretty much identical outfit to me and had a similar weapon to me. And he just did not realize he was with somebody else the whole time. That's uh. ridiculous. <laughs> it's, you need it more was... original passwords, I guess. Apparently, our, our password was Betty spelt backwards. We have since changed it. But we're like, how? <laughs> Y-T-T-E-B? <laughs> I thought that was a pretty like obscure, weird password that nobody's just going to test out. But yeah, crazy situations. Alas, other um, stuff that I've checked out, uh, I really briefly kind of got to watch um, Calico got added to Game Pass. Calico's mm. a very twee, cute, Animal Crossing-like uh, where you are sent to an island to take over your, I think, deceased aunt's cat cafe. Oh. Um, the graphics are very, like, PS1, PS2, but the character models are a little higher res. And uh, the game is just, like, ridiculous. Character, uh, the various island characters are all very cute. And you kind of wander around the island and can pick up not just cats, although obviously cats, but dogs, birds. There's a red panda we found. And send them to go be at your cat cafe. Oh. Um, so I watched my girlfriend play just through like the first little bit of that game. Um, weird video game, but super, super kind of chill. Like Trillion, my girlfriend's name is Trillion. Trillion's vibe completely in terms of just like a thing where you can go complete tasks and like be in a kind of a cozy environment. Um, but I was delighted by a couple of things in the game. Um, the first of which is there is a witch who will make potions for you. And uh, she tested a potion out on herself that turned her into a cat person. So she's just a cat person in a witch outfit. <laughs> I think is super funny. Um, and, uh, the second of which is you eventually, in order to solve an early puzzle, get a embiggening potion from her that you can give to an animal. And then you ride on the back of a big animal to break through some rubble to clear a path so you can get more customers. Um, now, do you get third... to keep the embiggened animal? No, it, just uh, for that? It, it shrank back down after that, Aww. which I was kind of disappointed <laughs> with. I was like, oh, cool. Your mount is going to be a dog the whole game. I was ready for that. Yeah. Um, the third thing that is just complete insanity. So it's a cat cafe. And so you have to prepare recipes for your customers. And in order to do so, you shrink down to probably the size of a hand, maybe a little bit bigger. And you end up on the kitchen counter and you go and pick up and hold with both hands the ingredient you want to use above your head, and then throw it with both hands <laughs> into a mixing bowl. Because that's easier than doing it but normally. <laughs> it's just very, very <laughs> weird. And it was it was like a really delightful thing where I, I had, you know, I, I thought the game looked really cute in trailers when it was getting shown off um, a number of years ago now, probably. And so when I saw it popped on what what's come to Game Pass, I was like, 
I got to download this just to give it a shot. And then I, it was a perfect opportunity for Trillion to get to check out a game on the Xbox and for me to kind of like just sit and passively absorb the, the weird tweeness of this game. Um, but I'm not sure how likely it is that she'll revisit it at all, but uh, I, I had a pretty good time watching her play. Uh, and it definitely was like a nice little relaxing thing to do. So, uh, so that's Calico, uh, which it just got added to Game Pass. And then um, Citizen Sleeper. I, I beat Citizen Sleeper. I, I've made it to an ending of Citizen Sleeper, um, which is also on Game Pass. Um, some of the most beautiful writing I've ever read, video game or otherwise. Uh, the ending I ended up with brought me to tears. Um, and to anyone who likes games that really are going to make you think about themes of labor, disability, queerness. For me, it just tied into bodies and aging and the way that when you're, for me, being 32, it takes longer to recover from injuries or from overdoing it exercising than it did when I was under the age of 30, more or less. Um, and so it really tied into me thinking about bodies and I was playing it after visiting my grandparents and my grandpa's 93 years old. And so, um, a lot of the conversation with him was about how once you're 93, everything just becomes that much harder to do and how his body just doesn't cooperate with him. And that conversation kind of primed me to think about aging and death and the way that your body requires more help as you age. Um, and the game was like an overly resonant companion piece to that. Um, so definitely one of the most emotional video games I've ever played, uh, but also has like amazing character portraits, really delightful writing, really thought provoking science fiction um, stuff going on. Um, and a lot of political things to say about building strength and finding a place to belong when you kind of have no one. Um, it is pretty incredible, if you ask me. Um, yeah, and uh, the DLC... There's going to be three DLCs for free that come out this year, I think, still. And the first one of those uh, dropped right before I beat it. So I actually started a tiny bit of that DLC before closing out um, the quest line that I used to, to be my ending for the game, which was with Lem and Nina, which is a, a father and daughter who I built a, a pretty strong relationship with. Um, but uh, somewhat, I think, luckily... Although somewhat confusingly, you know, there's a lot of close, there's a sense of closure at the end of the game, but then um, you're able to continue from immediately from right before when you ended up choosing an ending. And so I can just go back and do the DLC, which I think is a benefit, but also kind of removes a sense of closure from it mm. um, or finale, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's Citizen Sleeper, really amazing narrative game with some fun dice mechanics and RPG elements. And you were saying you said that that was on Game Pass as well. Yeah, for sure. So it's um, PC, Xbox, Game Pass. I believe it's on Switch. Um, oh, that would be a good. That might be a good Switch game. 
It would definitely be a good Switch game. Yep, so um, Mac, Microsoft Windows, Switch, Xbox One, and Series X. Um, and I, I've been playing it through Game Pass on my, my Series X. Nice. Um, I also double-checked my PC Game Pass, um, and both the Fallout 1 and 2 are available on there via Game Pass. So I don't know if it's on console, but I know for sure it is on PC. Yeah. Um, well, now that I have a mouse that's not wireless, it seems to have fixed, uh, even though it's not a gaming mouse, it's okay. a generic Microsoft mouse. Real but quick, it... can I pitch something to you? Something sure. I've been saying for years, and a few of my friends have actually picked it up, but <laughs> I am the only person I've ever heard say this. I refer to playing with a mouse and keyboard, playing with cord and board, because Ooh. competitive gaming... You want a typically you want a wired mouse and a keyboard, and uh, it's a variation on sword and sword board, and which board. yeah, board which is board. sword and shield. I've been saying cord and board for like a couple of years, and I swear, um, a couple of people go like, "What? Wait, what? What did you say?" And that's like, "No, no, no, <laughs> hear me out." But I, I love want, it. <laughs> I just want Pokemon cord and board to be announced. You know? <laughs> Cord and board. <laughs> yes, oh, instead of sword and shield, Pokemon cord and board. Um, yeah. Although I feel like if that if it was in that, it would be like console versus PC. <laughs> I have Pokemon <laughs> they PC. Finally, bring Pokemon to PC. It'll be Pokemon sword and shield. It'll be called Pokemon cord and board. <laughs> oh, when we're all fucking hundred and seventy years old on life support plugged in our virtual reality headsets. They'll bring it to PC when everyone's left PCs behind for virtual reality sets. Oh man, vir vir um, virtual boy too. I can't wait. <sighs> Finally, Nintendo, give it to us. Speaking of Nintendo giving us stuff, we have a really Nintendo heavy news segment, so let's jump into the news. I think the biggest news story of the week is that Dragon Ball Fighter Z in a future PC update and in the Xbox Series X and PS5 soon to be released version will have rollback netcode gamers. Get ready for hype Dragon Ball Z online battles, everyone. That's yes. what I think the most significant piece of news is. <laughs> um, I don't oh, have a source yeah. for that. It just I saw it on Twitter. Um, okay, no, it's and totally I just think cool. it's it's really neat. Um, but uh, jumping off of that ridiculousness, which I, I think is actually a really big deal. I think if if one game can add rollback netcode, every game could add rollback netcode, which means Smash Bros could add rollback netcode. So, uh, but they, they never clarify do. what is rollback netcode, and how Roll is this really important? Rollback netcode is some sort of shenaniganry programming that allows fighting games to have less latency in your inputs and less issues with online play. If anyone's played like Street Fighter 4 on the Xbox 360 or 
Smash Bros ever online, you'll know that <laughs> there can just be some delay and that delay can lead to some severe disadvantages or advantages. Um, I think everyone knows the ideal way to play a fighting game is elbow to elbow with your friend on the couch, or if you're a professional player, you know, in those setups at a live event. Um, but not everyone can do that. And so rollback netcode is a big advantage to allow people to practice at a higher level online against higher level opponents. Mm. Um, but it also is just a better experience for everyone who wants to play fighting games online, no matter how competitive you are. It just feels like a, it'll play better. Um, I don't know like the exact specifics of it, um, but I think the goal is to reduce input lag and re reduce delays based on people's connection to the match. Um, yeah. So that's that is a good thing then. Like, that's super significant. As like any game that <laughs> I've played, I've played Smash online, and yes, it is it is fairly atrocious at times. Um, so <laughs> I yeah, I think that would make an experience a little bit more desirable to play online. Well, and even at the times when it's not atrocious, right? Yeah. Like, as a person who's played and dabbled in a, a few online matches, but really not that many of Smash Ultimate, right? Even when it's not atrocious, there still isn't the right game feel, right? Mm. Like, that's that's really, like, what Rollback is trying to get around us, is that even when it's a good connection, it's not quite the same experience as playing side-by-side -side with someone. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, I, 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 I'm a casual smash hardcore player um my smash playing buddy has moved to chicago and it makes me miss him dearly uh and so the reason i get overzealous about being excited about one game patching it in is i would die if there was better um smash game because it just would be a great way to stay connected with my friend yeah there you go anyways all that being said arc system works and this is via Darren Bonthus. You got it. Over at GameSpot.com. I got it right this time. I slowed down to read it. Um, Arc System Works, developer of Fighter Z, uh, is looking to actively pursue new IP collaborations and specifically looking to work with a Western IP in the future. At Evo 2022, Arc System Works CEO Minoru Kidoka explained how the studio is looking to pursue new opportunities by contacting IP rights holders instead of passively waiting for opportunities to fall in their hands. Quote here is, we need to expand fighting game communities through IP. Uh, this is a quote to IGN. In the future, we have such an opportunity. We're actively pushing to collaborate with new IP owners. And with that, the obvious question is, what game do you want a sick 2D animated fighter to do? <laughs> uh, what, what universe, what IP would be most exciting for you for them to tackle? Primal Rage. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, bloody roar. I, I, I just, I just, but no, I do love that game, even though it's a bit, it's not a great fighting game. I just think it's, I just like, I want to see more dinosaurs beating the shit out of each other. Um, no, I think, I don't know if, if it's got to be a Western IP. So well, it doesn't have to be, but they said yeah, they'd like to, they'd like to, um, you know, I think it would be a really cool fighting game in the style of like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it's, they do Guilty Gears, Blaze Blue, Dragon Fighters. Or Fighters. Um, it's actually it's pronounced Fighters Z, actually. Uh, <laughs> might be a regional difference. Wait, is it is it called Dragon Ball Z in Canada? No, it's just called it's we call it Dragon Ball Z because we got the American version of the cartoon. And so we got to listen to the whole intro song going. Uh, dra- Dragon 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 Ball Z over and over Dra- again. So rock, rock the dragon. I should get a Dragon Ball Z tattoo. Just and get just the Dragon ED Ball Z to the green end. dragon with, with all of all of the Dragon Balls under it. There's like a, an iconic image, but get it like a full back tattoo. That. that. <laughs> um, Anyways. So, so an IP for, for Arc Systems to tackle with their beautiful 2D animation. The Boys. Oh, interesting. It, because that's, it's one, it's really popular right now. Two, it's got a, a lot of really interesting characters that I'd love to see beat the shit out of each other. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I think they could, although that would be, it would almost be a better like Mortal Kombat style where you, like, you can do fatalities. But I think the Boys, a Boys fighting game would be really sick. Um, I'm trying to think of like something. Everything I think of always has roots to like, oh, it's wait, that's not. I keep thinking of like, I don't know, more animes or or something like that. Well, let me give you let me give you a compromise answer. Yeah. Avatar, The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, because technically those are made in the United States. So that's a Western IP. Give me a good Oh, I want a good fucking Avatar video game so bad. You know what? I would dig. I would really dig Avatar. I think that would be phenomenal. And let um, me have Korra fight Zuko. That'd be <laughs> sick as fuck. Um, you could have young and old variants of the characters, bro, to fill the roster. Yeah, out. yeah. I mean, even like, like, God, yeah. And as a special character, you or as a special skin, you can get the um, Ang Katara, um, Toph, and um, what's the other one? Uh, can't remember his name, but uh, uh, but basically from the stage play in during season three when they were all <laughs> recast and Ang was a girl and Toph was a big muscular man, um, I think would be absolutely hilarious. To see that Soka, play as them. Soka. I needed to search for it. Like, there's so much diversity oh, in the, even cast. between different types of benders, right? Like, this is yeah. the thing. Each style of bending has sub-styles within it. And, like, everyone uses it a little bit differently, right? Like, you could have a really defensive healing-based water bender. Mm-hmm. Even get me started on somebody who uses blood bending. That would be fucking psychopathic and fighting game. I don't. Even know I mean, that would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be a very. That would be, have to be like at the end of like some super combo with Katara or something like that. 
Or give me the villain character who introduces it, but she's controlling a different character. And so she's like floating behind it on a tower of water. Oh and then, my like, God. the character that's doing the attempts is being bloodbended in front of her. Yeah. Man, it would be pretty damn cool. I admit that that is that would nail it um, out of the park as far as they especially because like I picked up two copies of Dragon Ball Fighters because one, I I, well, I got it on my switch because I just needed to play it when I was traveling and I mm. just really wanted to give it a go and I loved it. And then I got it on PlayStation so um, I could have like a competent version of it. But right. right. The um, I just loved it. I think the art style, like I'm not good at fighting games. I'm absolutely pissed at them. Uh, but I think that uh, that one was done really well. I really like the art style. I really like the like I think the it, it brought back the um, Budokai three vibes that, that mm. uh, I used to get. I guess Budokai three was like probably one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Dragon Ball Z game growing up. Like we played a bit of Tenkaichi, but Tenkaichi was like it wasn't as tight as Dragon Ball's uh, Budokai. So <laughs> it and that's kind of where it was. It was it brought back tight, really cool like moves, pretty cool combos, a team comp scenario. It was fun. I, I really enjoyed Fighters. So I'd love to see another um, IP that I'm familiar with that I enjoy in that style. My favorite Dragon Ball Z game, Dragon Ball Z, The Legacy of Goku on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, nice. Yeah, love that game. Just a fun little 16-bit. And that's a story-based one, like you're going around. Yeah, like a sort of an action RPG, I want to say. Yeah. Anyway. I think I know the one. It was a delightful game. Delightful. Speaking of 16-bit stuff. Super Punch-Out, the Super Nintendo sequel to Punch-Out from 1994. I'll just read the headline. Cat Bay over at IGN reporting on Unlisted Cheats, which is a Twitter account's discovery. Super Punch-Out's secret two-player mode discovered after 28 years. Cheapers creepers and you know what the code isn't even that complicated like i'm reading uh, unlisted cheats tweet which says uh at the title hold y and r and then press a or start following the following screen will appear on a regular menu instead of the regular menu and it's basically a character selection <laughs> sheet for the second player oh it's man unbelievable how did this how did no how did no one find out? Interview with the developers. I need some, some like journalistic, like real, like find the people who programmed this. Yeah, find out why it wasn't in the the manual. I imagine it was a debug mode originally, like just something to, to like for the game developers to test uh, different character like abilities and stuff like that. Um, not a debug mode, so to speak, but like just a way for them to uh, quickly jump in and out without, um, I don't know. Right. Without actually having to play up to. Um, yeah. I, I, my first instinct was the same too, where it's like, this is just them having a way to test the animations or something of, of the mm-hmm. 
various boss characters, but man, it, it works on the Super NES Online version. Yeah, so you can play it on Switch. Switch with your buddies. <laughs> Could be doing this right now. Yeah. It just is um, very cool to me. No, it is. It's really cool. Um, oh, but like we were saying, I was saying earlier, if this was, if anybody was to really play this as a form of like uh, fighting game, which it really wouldn't be because I believe the Little Mac character, anybody who plays a Little Mac will have the advantage in the end because you just get good at Little Mac and you can pretty much mm -hmm. counter everything else. Um Oh boy, but yeah, it's. Oh, sorry. All the combinations in a further down on his tweet chain, he says, for, forgot to mention all combinations must be held uh, on joypad number two and then start an A button uh, on joypad number one. So it's one of those so it's a little bit more complicated yeah but but to be fair joypad 2 cheats have been around for a long time people have always had like functions uh it, using a second controller uh in their games i believe even uh trying to think i think le one of the legend of zelda's has a feature like that really? i, I think, think so I, I could be thinking something else but uh um i know some of the zeldas have special um uh, triggers if you put your name as Zelda in as your character select, and I believe it creates a a, a more challenging mode for you. But uh, again, this is just like old video game knowledge that might be uh, uh, outdated and not. Um, I might be misremembering things. So yeah, well, and you know it's. Uh... Second controller secrets are just evocative of Metal Gear Solid for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely the had a lot of good. good <sighs> Speaking of PlayStation 1 games, <laughs> the Goatee Crown is in contention for the first time all year with the rumored Tactics Ogre remake being announced. I gave my PSP out on a loan to an old coworker. I have a mm -hmm. picture of this coworker. I know who it is. I'm never getting the PSP back, but I am going to get to play Tactics Over finally. I have no connection to this series other than the fact that I love Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I know mm -hmm. that this is a similar game to that. I watched this trailer, James, and I got choked up. Yeah. I was, I was like gonna cry. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. No, it, it looks solid. And like I, too, have very little uh, uh, reference to um, the actual game. I remember playing it on PS1 years back. I, th I, can't, I didn't rent it. I think I went to a oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Super NES Classic. So the original oh, was yeah. on Super Nintendo. Oh. Later ported to PlayStation and Saturn. And then to PSP as War of the Lions. I played it on PS, like the PlayStation, and okay. I played it at a buddy's house. And by played it, I mean I watched him play for a couple hours and then I went home. Um, so I don't really have any connection to this game other than like I honestly thought it was Final Fantasy Tactics and didn't 
uh, didn't really realize it was a separate game until years later. I think it's, I don't want to misspeak. It, I think, is like the same team. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. I, it's, it is. I, I think it's very similar. Isn't there, I'm trying to think, It wasn't there like a 64 game that was similar to it? Or am I thinking of something completely different? I'm thinking of I mean, Ogre there was Battle. Ogre Battle. That's what um, I'm thinking of. Which I think is in... Tactics Ogre is part of a series of games. Oh. At the end of the trailer, it says... Um, I just I just looked it up. Ogre Battle 64 and Tactics Ogre are part of the same series. But I don't think they're the same game. No, no. Um, anyways. I, so here's... Here's the thing. Will it run well on Switch? It has to. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it, it's, it, it's an old game. Black Panther, dude. Holy shit. Really? Oh, that's going to be 11, 11, 22. November 11th, 2022, I should say. Yeah. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. And <laughs> Tactics Ogre Reborn. Um, oh. Yeah. Definitely, if you're into... Like, this year's been really, really good for RPG tactics games. I would say too good. Yeah. Aren't they putting out Front Mission again, too? Yeah, I think so. Just They re-released Into the Breach with a massive expansion for free? Yeah, I, I gotta play that game. The tactics games runneth over. Yeah. They delayed but... Midnight Suns till next yeah. year. I'm really disappointed about that, but I mean, what can you do, right? So, yeah. Um, but I am excited for the card-based tactics game, but we do have, yeah, we got Triangle Strategy, we got Live a Live, which or Live Alive, who knows, Live Alive. Um, I think I've heard people say Live Alive, Live Alive, Five Alive. Um, <laughs> we've got um, what? Else? Yeah, there's damn it. Live no. Die Repeat. Yeah. Live. Damn it. I um <laughs> now now I'm all a fluster because I can't I can't think. I got stuck on that game. Uh what was the other one? The you said there's a front mission coming out. They Netflix re-release or re into just release into the breach. Um yeah, we were gonna have um the uh Marvel Midnight Suns. Um and then, what not Die Fold Chronicles? What is it? Die Something Chronicles oh, coming out? They just showed off like that really intense one during the PlayStation Direct, right? Yeah, From it's Diofield, the Diofield Chronicle. And that one's a uh, tactics-based game. And uh, I believe the demo is on PlayStation right now. Oh, I didn't realize they already had a demo for that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It has a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Get sorry, eight hours ago, GameSpot just posted that Diofield Chronicle demo is now available for PC and Chronicles. <laughs> Coming from Demi Williams as I steal steal the, the spot for uh plugging that. Um is Fallout article. Tactics any good? Now I'm scrolling. Uh Fallout Tactics yes. is it's an okay game. It's not great. It's it's not worth it, it play one or two. Don't play tactics if you're gonna 
<laughs> it's it's not a good jump on point. Um, and definitely, definitely don't play the console Fallout game that came out on PlayStation Two and Xbox. Okay. Do do not play. I can't even remember what it's called. It's, it's I think it's called the Brotherhood of Steel, but it is oh. uh, widely renowned as a pile of heaping trash. Man, you could literally never buy another video game again in your life if you just want to play Game Pass games. Yeah. I'm scrolling through the RPGs list. Yeah. They got all three Final Fantasy 13 games on here. That could be a whole year of video games for me at the rate I play through games. Oh, man. So what you're trying <sighs> to say is Game Pass is good. I think it's bad because I get overwhelmed by choice and then I don't do anything. But this is It's like you knowledge. you in the video store standing in front of the video game aisle just going like I got to rent something. Yep. Except <laughs> the video store it is It's your living room or in my in front yeah. of my face. And nobody's standing behind you about to take one of them. I think I want to save some of the Nintendo talk for that episode idea that I plan on doing some research for. But, um, you know, two big, a Pokemon Direct and a Splatoon 3 Direct um, mm -hmm. did happen since we recorded last. Uh, and boy, you want to talk about a stacked lineup. Nintendo has Bayonetta 3, Splatoon 3, a new Pokemon game, started the year with a new Pokemon game, it's going to have Game of the Year contender, Tactics Ogre Reborn. What else do you need? Live Alive's on that shit. It's got two-player Super Punch-Out. I know. <laughs> Best system ever made. <laughs> it really, you and know what, as, as you, we jest, the Switch is such a good system. And I know everybody's all hot on the, uh, the Steam, Steam deck, deck. But... God, the Switch is such a good system. It is so good, and yet it sits untouched because Elden Ring and Hearthstone have taken over my mind. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. Finally, before we end the show time to jump into this week's Mostly Normal Question Conversation. Um, last week, we asked, what is a piece... Well, two weeks ago. Yeah. Last episode. There we go. Last episode, we asked, what is a piece of media outside of video games that you want to see turned into a video games? Uh, Twitter follower at Sam Worms replied, I'd love to see some kind of Dark Tower Stephen King universe game. Um, I really need to read the Dark Tower books i've read the first two and uh it's i just uh, life got in the way of me reading any more of them but the first one is really a setup like it's it it, it feels like the i believe the first book feel is very much a here is the setting and then the second book really gets into characters and mm. it's like it's weird like it's it's start it's like a story about like 
some like people like living in the brain of another person through the use of doors. It's it's uh it's a very interesting uh story, but uh basically they all have to work together. This I believe it's a trio, a three people team. Um and uh it's it's a it's a from what I remember, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, d- I don't know why I didn't read any further, but that was that was about it. The mm. um, I did respond to Sam Worms is post, and I mentioned I thought the Mist would be an excellent survival hor- horror game. Mm. Um, and the Mist was, was one of Stephen King's short stories. It was a novella, and uh, it's it made a very I think a very good film, uh, starring Thomas Jane. And uh, and then it's subsequently being made into a, a Netflix show that was not very good. But uh, The Mist, I think, would be really very would give me very much like Silent Hill kind of vibes in my mind with like monsters in the mist and not being able to see. And maybe it's you're trying to get from building to building to get out of the city or something like that. I think it would be really cool not following the main characters, just being some other Joe in that world. Um, He went on to say, this is Sam Worms, at Sam Worms, I'd play some sort of Scribblenauts game where you play as Pennywise and you have to transform into random things to scare people out of dairy, which I think (laughs) is brilliant. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, I I really like those answers because I know, uh, I believe last, or the last episode, um we stated our own but you weren't on last episode were you maybe not what 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 franchise would you like to see did i i feel like i replied to that tweet did you i'm looking at the tweet right now and there's only one chain of replies look at that what what game would I like to see from an existing IP? Yeah. Give me a game set in... It's a tough one. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head because I didn't prepare an answer for this. I think it would be really cool to be able to play some sort of like... What if it was like... A lot of the IP that I grew up with already had video games. That's the thing that I'm I know, to. right? I think as long as the IP do- isn't necessarily a a franchise, I think it would be like like it could have a game or two that is like based on it, but I don't know. It's it's really tricky, right? Because you go like even if you're like, "Oh, I'd love a fighting game." <laughs> that's in the style of Dragon Ball Z fighters as a uh, Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, but Avatar yeah, has been... there's two yeah. not very good Avatar games. There was that Korra one developed by, um, I think, Team Ninja. Oh, yeah. Or, or no, it was um, the folks who did Bands that I don't think it was Team Ninja. Was that Platinum? Yeah, Platinum did a Korra game that I guess didn't turn out very well. Um, Interesting. Which is too bad. Um, I would really like a... What about 
a really like casual tactics RPG slash high school dating sim life sim, except it's um, set in. I know there's already a Stranger Things video game. Oh yeah. I just started watching Stranger Things last night. I have Stranger Things on the brain. Ah. What if it? I know there's already a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my favorite. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that would be good. I had to get there. I needed some time to chew on it. Cowboy Bebop, maybe like, just like a, almost like an action adventure game. I want it to be like way more conversation heavy and then have the action be like a rising of the stakes thing. Mm. Like it's like, Almost like in the way in a stealth game, it's like if shit hits the fan, then you have to use the the combat. But you're yeah, 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 yeah. But I want it to be like a conversational bounty hunting, shit talking, like detective bounty hunting game. And then like also it has weird kung fu and shooting if shit hits the fan. Fair uh, enough. Which is yeah, kind of think... what, what the show is. Yeah. And give me some just sick, sick flying sequences. Yeah, that like that would space, be pretty damn cool. I'm not gonna lie. When you were saying the uh, the uh, tactics based like um, high school or whatever, uh, and you were going through that pitch, my first brain. I know it's not high school. But my first like first place my brain went was like, oh, recess. <laughs> gonna, the the, uh, the children's show recess, but it's gonna be a turn based tactics. tactics. Yeah. <laughs> give me the fire emblem <laughs> fire emblem of recess i want to play yeah. as spinelli and cj and <laughs> take down i can't remember the weaselly kid's name but uh um, i don't remember matter. recess like that um i wish i did i i all i remember is spinelli was an ashley there's an episode where we find out spinelli was an ashley um <laughs> i apologize for derailing this by no it's telling fine you i to... loved that show going up but i just have a, a garbage memory for it how about a new question for this week that we sounds hear awesome people chime in uh we'll run back through all the different ways for people to reach out to us as usual at the end here but this week's question is if you could only play games from one developer slash publisher which would it be? Now, here's my question. Is this saying... I feel like there's an answer to this that's unfair. Nintendo. Nintendo. Publisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so PG. I think we should... Maybe we cut out publisher. publisher. And we just... One just developer. developer. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's the that's the key thing. Because, yeah, other, other than that, it's just Nintendo. Right? right? Like, it's got enough of our favorites that we just say that. <laughs> Um, God, that's, it's such a hard question when you narrow it down to, but that's the thing. I was like, Nintendo has their first party games, right? So they're still. Right. But there's specific you... studios within Nintendo. Like, this is the thing is like. R&D too? Nintendo... Are we picking up? <laughs> pick like, are we going down R&D to specific too? dev studios? Because like. Um, I think it's just developer. Because Nintendo EPD, which is the Entertainment and Planning Division, which is the largest division, which has given us games such as 
I'm going to go backwards. Breath of the Wild 2, Splatoon 3, Switch Sports, Metroid Dread, WarioWare Switch, Game Builder's Garage, Bowser's Fury, Mario 3D All-Stars, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Ring Fit, Dr. Mario World, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario U Deluxe, Captain Toad, Sushi Striker, Labo, Odyssey, Samus Returns, Splatoon 2, Mario Kart yeah. 8, Breath of the Wild. All right. Well, with let's just I don't know. It's so hard with Nintendo being such a mastermind sure. behind like so many you'd, uh, you'd obvious classics. You, yeah. I mean, here's the problem though. That doesn't give me any Smash Bros games. And mm-hmm. like I like Mario Kart, but I I don't know that I can like it as like the only multiplayer game I play. Mm-hmm. Do you have an yeah. answer to this? I so I love that I we was... both just said Nintendo game over. Yeah. And and that's pretty much the problem. That's the only problem with the question. So if we take away Nintendo and we look at other developers throughout the uh, the various mm. things, I I think that's a much more uh, <laughs> like easier, like more interesting uh, kind of question, right? Because we're gonna find a lot more in like people like oh I I, I would play these guys those games over see like capcom was my gut reaction because it's got Mega Man, it's got resident evil it's got monster hunter it's uh it's got fighting games for if i feel like fighting games which typically i'm not but every once in a while it's fun to just beat up people with your friends imagine going to an arcade yeah and being allowed to play marvel versus capcom too my answer is capcom yeah, Capcom is such a good one. But then I'm also like torn because they don't have like really good RPGs. Uh where Square is just chock Isn't full Breath of RPGs. Of Fire oh, it might be. Major... I was never a, a Breath of Fire. No, neither player. was I, but you you know if you can only ever play Capcom games, you better <laughs> become fanboy number one. A Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire is like longer running. Yeah. <laughs> Obsidian Entertainment would be another choice I would have if I wanted to play some like really good, meaty, uh, well-written um, kind of uh, story-based RPGs. Um, it, I'm torn. I think my gut reaction would be Capcom, but if I really delve deeper, I would find a lot more stuff that I'd be really more interested in playing. Uh, the other one is a gamble. And I might even say Kojima, Kojima Productions because he, yeah, right now he's oh, got wow. one Just game. Planning, planning for the future. But we know he's going to create insane games. And we know he's ramping up. And he might be making, they might be making two games at the same time right now because there's been rumors of his horror game, uh, as well as the rumors of his uh, sequel to uh, Death Stranding. Mm. So I don't know. It's a tough question. I would love to hear what other people have. I think for Capcom's the show, such a good answer. dude. I'm just going to say Capcom because that's what my gut says. But I might res- I might respond to the the question on uh, Twitter and change my answer. I might too. I'm. 
I'm looking just before we go. Yeah. Games published by Xbox Microsoft Game Studios. Ah. I don't know if this is it. I mean, I could just get back into Halo Infinite, you know? Like, that's <laughs> the thing. It's multiplayer now. We could play together. <laughs> Isn't it? Didn't they add in the multiplayer? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't know. As the Xbox guy on the podcast, it's really bleak that I'm not like, oh, of course, Microsoft. I feel like that would be Angie. But I don't know. What, you what don't guy know. am oh. I? Oh. <laughs> am I a guy? I mean, yeah, I Angie. Guess. I, I guess I guess guy is. Yeah. As as the person who got the Series X and like was standing uh, Series X and, and stumping for the Series X over PS5. I think it's bleak that I'm not like, of course, the first party games out of Microsoft Game Studios are the ones <laughs> I want, the ones for me. Oh, dear. Damn, wait, yeah. if I say Microsoft, doesn't that give me, we're going to go way back in time and then we're going to end the show, but I need to go back in time for a second. Yeah. There's a lot to scroll through. Mexic, Viva Pinata. You got it. You sold me on it there. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, but also Lost Odyssey from nice. Mistwalker. But yeah, this Mistwalker. is published. This is all published. Right? Yeah, these are publishers. You're getting into publishing categories, right? So, that's the trick. That's the trick, right? Like, as soon as you take away the publisher option, it's not as cut and dry. Damn. I don't even know. You know, what about Clay Entertainment? Clay? Yeah. Each of their games is so different from the last. I don't. What, what's what's some of their games? Oh shit! Mark, like Mark don't, of the Ninja. Don't don't starve. starve. Oh shoot! Yeah. Driftlands. Invisible. They've got game. a lot of really fun little littler games. Yeah. Well, and like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're the right choice, but I think that in the same way that I think Capcom's a really excellent choice on the indie front. I feel like Clay, you get a stealth game, you get a tactics game, you get a card-based mm -hmm. RPG roguelike. You get an action platformer in N+. You get both Shank games, which are just kind of like side-scrolling action games. Um, you get a survival game that's like multiplayer and like supported forever to the point where like it like funds the studio. So like something must good must be going on and don't starve together for it be, to be popular enough to like make clay a big deal. Right. And mm -hmm. so I, I think I like that approach where like maybe you get an indie studio that has a bunch of different flavors of game. Yeah. And one that could be like a forever game. I went, yeah, that would be a, that's not a bad choice too. Have you played any but of the don't answer is definitely Capcom. Yeah, I have not played Don't Starve. It's I'm it's not really a enjoyable. Survival games person. Yeah, but it's re it was re I would really enjoyable. One if I picked Clay, <laughs> it's it's very Tim Burton-y. Um, oh. survival. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I played a bit of it a few years back with uh, some friends, so we enjoyed it, and uh, I haven't really gone back. If we get so if we get all of Capcom when we say Capcom, because Capcom has different studios, and we get all of Square Enix if we say Square Enix, which tempts yeah. me, trust me. Square Enix has got Why a good... don't we get all of Nintendo? Is Nintendo just considered OP? Like yeah, we have I, to think, take I think that's... Off the board? 
I think it's just considered OP. Like, it's really, it's a publisher with a develop several development studios that make like real. <laughs> I you can I will say that people can choose Nintendo. I just personally won't choose Nintendo because I know that that's just the answer to everything. Just bet big on Bioware getting their shit together. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll pay play all the backlog of Bioware games that I never got mm. to, and then cross my fingers and hold my breath. Anyways. Um, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, Capcom for life. <laughs> give me beautiful Joe three or give me death. Oh my God. Um, we get beautiful Joe and Okami. Capcom. Pretty good video game studio that Capcom. <laughs> Thanks for listening in this week. You can find me at VG occasion on Twitter. If you want to contribute to the content, you can going to be emailing us at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com leaving us a voicemail message at 507-291-2991 tweeting at us on the twitter at mngamerspodcast following along on our substack at mngamers.substack.com and leaving a review on the podcast platform of your choice five star reviews help us reach a wider audience and grow our burgeoning community james where can everyone find you on the internet? At Butlord Primus on socials. And uh, you can follow along with me playing big games badly at uh, twitch.tv slash BLP Entertainment. If I'm allowed to take one Nintendo studio, I take entertainment, planning, and development. Otherwise, Capcom, good night. <laughs> <laughs>